Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are delighted to be partnered back up with online therapy app Mindler. If you're struggling with your mental health and it's impacting your daily life or you just need someone to talk to, Mindler is a brilliant app that is helping to make therapy accessible. Mindler is a digital healthcare provider that offers online therapy with psychologists via video call in their app. You can choose which psychologist that you'd like to speak to and on the website and app you can filter by the psychologist's specialties and also see their photo and bio before you book. Mindler has short waiting times and once you've booked in your first video call on the app with a psychologist, you get unlimited access to a whole library of self-help programs, which can either be carried out independently or with the help of a psychologist. These programs cover a range of diagnoses, including stress, depression, anxiety, burnout and more. We have a code for you. So go to mindler.co.uk to read more about the app, which is available to download from the App Store and Google Play. And if you enter code DELETE, that's D-E-L-E-T-E, you can get one free session. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone, and welcome to the Should I Delete That podcast, where today I am here alone because Alex is on her honeymoon. We became a bit codependent there, those first few episodes. So I'm, I'm going to struggle today, I'm going to be honest. So today's episode is a little bit different. It is a honeymoon special since Al is away. And we actually decided to interview our partners. Before they left, we got together, the four of us, uh, me and my Alex and Alex and, 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 and her Dave. <laughs> we sat together, the four of us, and had a couple of pints and a conversation. We asked the boys your questions, basically. And it was good. I mean, sound quality is a bit shit um, because because of the beers that I mentioned. It's an it is different to anything we've done before. But I really hope you enjoy it, seeing a different side of our relationships and kind of going behind it, I guess, and finding out how they cope with our jobs and and what they really think and what they really like and you know all that fun shit. So I, I hope you like it, particularly because Alex is away. And I told her confidently when she left. Like, babe, just turn your phone off. Don't worry. I'll look after everything. I won't fuck it up. You're gonna, you know, it, everything's under control. So I need to prove that <laughs> by not fucking this up. So I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into it, I am going to go through my good, bad and awkwards. And I also have Alex's, which she has sent me from the Maldives. The good. The bad. And the awkward. I'll kick us off with Alex's good. Uh, short and sweet. 
she just sent me this the other day. Good. I'm on holiday. So that's nice. Al's on holiday. So she's, she's thriving. And um, by stark contrast, uh, my good is that I've had a bath every day this week. So yay for cleanliness. Um, I was really like, I've had a lovely week, but I just couldn't specify why. And I'm, I'm going to put it down to the baths, to be honest. I'm very clean. I'm, I'm pretty soft. I tell you what I did do, actually. I fully self-cared myself. I had a moment on Monday when I was walking down the pavement and I was wearing a nice new cream jumper and I just spilled my coffee down it and I just looked at myself and I was like, you're a fucking disgrace. Like, just get a grip of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you're nearly fucking 30, pull yourself together. So I came home, got in the bath, fake tanned, shaved, just pulled myself together, finished my book. And I, you know, since then I really feel like I've been thriving. So I was on a honeymoon, but you know, we're all celebrating our wins. I'm very clean. And I no longer have, like, nice rugs for legs. So that's good. The bad. I'm going to start with Alex's. So she says, I was at dinner. I took an abnormally huge bite. I was really hungry of something I didn't realize contained tomato. I despise tomatoes. They make me vomit. So I had to spit it out into my napkin. I like her use of the word had to. (laughs) I had to spit it out into my napkin. The waiter came over shortly after, saw my napkin was crumpled, and what happened next seemed to happen in slow motion and outside of my control. He picked up the napkin and he shook it. My discarded, chewed-up mouthful flew out. A bit went on the floor. A bit went on the beach. Did I mention that I was on holiday? And a bit rebounded off of Dave's chest and onto his foot. Everyone seemed horrified. R.I.P. to me. Absolutely foul. I feel way better about myself now that I dribbled that coffee down my new cream jumper the other day. So good. Even in paradise, she's still embarrassing herself, being a disgrace of an adult. So my bad this week. I mean, personally, everyone's away and I'm very needy. Like Al's on a honeymoon. uh, Georgie's gone skiing. And my mum and brother have flown out to LA to go and surprise my sister because she's currently living there. And I'm just like, not okay (laughs) everyone's gone and and I'm sad and lonely Um, but that aside uh news bad if you follow me on Instagram you might have seen this week that I've been been kicking off to be honest uh because Adele cancelled her gig in Las Vegas the bad is not that because it doesn't matter to me that she's cancelled the gig at all to be honest with you because I didn't have tickets it's not my problem what has been bad in my opinion has been the press coverage surrounding her situation because, you know, she she, she cancelled her gig in Las Vegas because she says half her team are down with COVID and they simply couldn't make the show ready, which in my mind is a perfectly legitimate excuse because why would she give up the career moment of a lifetime or, you know, even postpone it, even jeopardise it? You know, Vegas residencies are like the creme de la creme. It's all artists want. Why would she do this on purpose? And, you know, then everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's not like she's got COVID, you know, it's only her team. Why can't she just hire more people? And that's the most ignorant thing I've ever heard because, you know, these shows, it's not just Adele, it's her team or everything. Her crew are vital and critical and she can't she clearly can't do it without them. Anyway, she cancelled the gig, fine. But the feckin' headlines, it was exactly what we talked about last week in the episode with Jamila. We said in that episode, who's going to be next? Like, who's the next woman that's going to fall prey to the to the media and this gaslighting bullshit that they do and literally in front of our eyes like two days after that episode came out 
it's happened to Adele. They built her up and up and up and she was our nation's sweetheart and we were so proud of her. We were proud of her, you know, I mean, it was a toxic conversation in itself, but we were proud of her for losing weight. And then we were proud of her for this new album and for being so empowering about divorce and everybody loves her and she's a meme and she's a good thing and, and she's great and she's on the radio all the time and everyone's writing about Adele and she can do no wrong. And then all of a sudden, one misstep and bam, we all fucking hate her. And genuinely it's terrifying like to watch it having just spoken to Jamila about this if you missed last week's episode go and listen to what Jamila had to say about how the press do this and then have a look on my page at the post I did because you'll see the difference that they've spoken about Adele she's a diva she's a prima donna she's gone over the top she's having furious rants they're crocodile tears is she ever not crying they ask you know they're saying she's music's biggest diva Whereas Liam Payne also cancelled a gig because, in his words, it wasn't ready and COVID caused setback. And nobody said a fucking thing. Elton John got COVID, bless him, and he's done the same thing. Uh, Harry Styles postponed his concert. Lewis Capaldi, Mike Skinner, all of these men have postponed concerts. And although the reasoning is different, you know, and, and no two situations are the same, the reporting on both things, when you put them side by side, you're like, oh, holy shit, there is a massive problem within the press and about how they speak about women. And yeah, so I just found it like, what the fuck? After having listened to Jamila speak so articulately about it last week, to just see it happening in real time was fucking terrifying. So that's been quite bad. So yeah, that was my bad. My awkward, I'm actually just inclined to say, just doing this on my own. Like it's, I know I talk to myself a lot for my job. Like I just, it does occur to me, I just talk to my phone a lot and it doesn't really talk back, which is quite sad. That's why, that's why I FaceTime everyone. No one understands why I FaceTime everyone. I'm like, it's nice for finally a change when your phone talks back. <laughs> Today, there is no one talking back. Alex is awkward, uh, short and sweet. She said she accidentally flashed a group of unsuspecting snorkelers. So I'm actually really looking forward to hearing how she did it when she gets back can someone remind me to ask her about it when she gets back yeah maybe my awkward is just doing I mean to be honest what I was gonna say was my awkward yesterday morning I woke up at 6 40 with my alarm as I always do and I thought well that's weird why have I set an alarm it's Saturday so I turned the alarm off and I went back to sleep and then I woke up an hour later and was like oh fuck it's Wednesday um so that that was you know that was again I think I'm regressing I think I'm just going back to just being like a child and incapable of doing anything but I, on, on balance, listening to myself talking about all of this, I've decided the awkward is very much <laughs> this. I'm alone. I'm not coping. Can everybody please come back? So yeah, that's that. that that's me. The good, the bad, and the awkward is over. And now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Alex and Dave and this, and this episode. And I hope you enjoy it. And normal service will resume next week. We will be back with our brilliant guests. <laughs> These two will be locked back away again. And um, and yeah, we can't wait to see you then. I hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, and I forgot to say, there is no Is It Just Me then this week because of the nature of the bumper honeymoon special. However, next week it will be back. Uh, if you have an embarrassing story or a question that you would like me and Alex to tackle or even just one of those things that you're like, surely I'm not the only fucking person that does this, then please send it in to our email address. Should I delete that pod? at gmail.com so i hope you enjoy the episode there is also a hidden drinking game in this episode if you're that way inclined and you haven't got anywhere to drive today please grab yourself a shot glass and help yourself every single time somebody says the phrase anal beads <laughs> i'm sorry in advance if you end this episode absolutely shit-faced but i hope you enjoy it nonetheless mm -hmm. 
So, for our sins, <laughs> um, we have invited our partners onto this week's episode to do a big... Requested. Our partners came on. Begged. <laughs> we agreed. <laughs> Paid. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag ad. <laughs> Gifted. <laughs> we have Alex, M's partner, and Dave, my partner here. Um, and we're going to... Well, they're going to answer your questions, actually. They're going to do a lovely little Q&A and I'm just hoping that this goes well. I'm a bit scared because Dave's normally kind of sheltered from this Instagram life and I just don't know what he's going to say. We also need to like preface the whole thing by saying that these boys have had no media training. They do not live in constant fear of being cancelled and therefore we can't be responsible for anything that they say. Thanks very much. Exactly. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> I have a question to kick us off. Uh, it's a pretty serious one, but I think we need to start as we want to go on. Would you rather have a knob for a nose or a nose for a knob? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take this one first, Dave. It's funny, that's what I was about to say to you. <laughs> uh, sorry, so uh, just to clarify, knob for a nose or a nose for a knob? Yep. <laughs> I think it's probably better not to have a penis on your face. 100%. <laughs> I can't believe you idiots are even thinking about this. I think Alex is right. You don't want a knob on your nose, on your face. No, no, it's quite antisocial, I'd say. Yeah, then you literally are a dickhead. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any conclusions? Alex, you'd rather have a... No, I just don't want a dick on my face. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my end goal to this. I don't want a dick on my face. Okay, fine. So you just fair. have a nose instead of a knob? Yeah. Dave? Yeah, I think on balance, I'd probably have to go that way. Yeah. Seems a shame that it'd create a talking point, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, this is actually a serious one. Were you always a feminist or is feminism something that you've learned from M and girl Alex? This is confusing. But Alex and Dave, were you always feminists or have you learned it from me and girl Alex? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily learned it, but yeah, de definitely had my eyes opened to feminism and everything that it entails. I think I had a very narrow view of what it was. But yeah, I would say, yeah, eyes opened, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with, like, that's pretty similar for me, but I grew up with a single mum and she's very much, like, probably drove feminism in me from an early age. And then I'd say, with everything you do, I'm looking at Em. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously what Alex does too. Um, yeah, it definitely opened my eyes more and I think I'm more aware of, like, you know, just general things. Like, if I'm walking behind a girl and it's dark outside, I always try and, you know, Go to the other side of the street. Those are the kind of things I've learned from you, probably. Alex's mom taught him that women couldn't iron. Like we were physically incapable of ironing. It she just told me that actually I was really good at it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, great. Got a skill. That's wonderful. <laughs> so I've never ironed a thing. But that's Alex's mantra as well. So I don't think you've literally ironed a thing ever, have you? No, I've no. never ironed a thing. <laughs> like you have. <laughs> Um, They're both a bit crumpled. But yeah, I, I think also it's a situation like I was one of three boys like in football, blah, blah, all that sort of sporting stuff. And you, d you don't get exposed to it, particularly in like Lincolnshire, like growing up, you just no idea. Yeah. So you're very naive to everything. But when you move, when you start to grow up and move down to London and all that sort of stuff, I think you become far more aware of it. And definitely then further meeting Alex and everything she speaks about and then meeting people at M and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Can't escape it now. Thank anyway, you. go on, what's next? Well, do you care 
if we are shaved like not not necessarily fannies but armpits and like legs and shit like does that really bother you or does that yeah what do you think of body hair i don't think i'm like no i don't know it's a strange one i've never really this thought about well. it <laughs> sorry this podcast may end up with just me sort of saying thinking sounds like i haven't really ever thought about it to be honest so no i guess it doesn't really bother me to be fair i don't think you've actually ever commented on it i don't think no like I was saying to Em before, it's like with my armpits, it's probably more the smell you're concerned about than anything else. I can confirm. <laughs> uh, That's the main priority, I think. What's the first thing you should do every day, Alex? Deodorant. No, shower. <laughs> then deodorant. Um, do, do I... Uh, no, I don't think I do. I think um, if you had like a really strong upper lip, I probably would say something. <laughs> But armpit hair, I'd probably just get used to it. I actually think it's important to acknowledge that people can yeah. have a preference. And yeah. like, it doesn't, like, fem, we were talking about this earlier, but like, you can be a feminist and still choose to shave or whatever, uh, or you can do whatever. But I also think it's like unfair to all of a sudden, like, men have also grown up conditioned to believe that like one thing is attractive. Right. So to then all of a sudden be like, well, you have to, blah, blah, blah. it's like actually, you, there's ways of being fucking polite about it and a decent human being but like I, yeah. I think it's probably reasonable that people have their own preferences it's just what you do with them yeah you've got to go through deconditioning as well right I mean just like the way we have as well like we never saw we never saw women with any kind of body hair but now the more I see it on social media the more I notice like how I just don't notice it anymore so yeah there was that picture of Julia Roberts wasn't there yes was she on red carpet and yes she was... Premiere of Notting Hill in yeah. like 99 or something. Yeah. And I think that one, I, I think I probably did a double take there. I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing. And then mm. that was the end of my thought process. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like there was no like, ooh, she's not sexy. <laughs> Do you know what I, I thought was interesting actually? When I first, I can't remember what year that came out, but when it did, that um, photo of her, I remember being horrified. I feel like it was the first time I'd ever seen it, like armpit, proper armpit hair on a woman. And I was like, that is so awful. I, I'm, I know that was bad, but that's just how I felt at the time. But I, I saw it, the, someone sent it to me the other day as part of something. And I realized I just didn't even take any notice of it. It just looked so yeah. much more normal now. But it is just deconditioning, isn't it? Like we've all been subject to conditioning. So yeah. Well, I wanted to ask actually, like what, <laughs> this is so hard. And I think it's obviously so like context dependent. But if there was someone around you who was speaking like about a woman, um, in a way that you just didn't like appreciate or, or you just didn't think was respectful what what would you do do you think you'd feel compelled to speak up or is that too difficult and antisocial? I, I I would feel compelled actually there was that scenario we were in a queue for a nightclub um and there was this bloke being really like shouting offensive to his what looked like girlfriend and I did step in and say something even though I was like I'm, I'm very, very slim and I'm very scrawny and I'm also absolutely <laughs> shit faced. Um, and this man was very big uh, <laughs> and I was probably going to be killed. But uh, thankfully, there's some police there. But yeah, I did step up. Would I say something? Uh, yes, if it was needed. But I haven't really ever had a scenario where I've had to. I don't think. Dave's very different from me in the sense that like he will like have his opinion, but doesn't necessarily need to 
speak it and like I feel like I need to speak it and make the other person like come around to my point of view and the way I think but Dave just kind of respects other people's opinions that have them he doesn't necessarily need to put his out there which I think I struggled with a little bit at first didn't I because I was like <laughs> well that's why you don't have an Instagram <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly well you think it's me not saying anything like having a conversation <laughs> <laughs> having a conversation it's not that I don't want to have it it's just like some things just don't need to be said but you like to say them. Okay. <laughs> I do it. I massively like. I this is something that I'm learning, and I, I, I mean, it's like you've got two ears and one mouth, and you need to learn to listen more. And I absolutely don't. And I've actually, I really found this with some of Alex's friends because, obviously, in Ireland, it was a decision that these guys got to make about repealing the eighth, which was the right for an abortion. And that's actually an incredibly like contentious conversation. And I, I, it was a real time of like self-reflection for me because I was like, I need to get a grip. Like I need to understand that not everybody thinks like me. And I couldn't, your Alex is so much better at like being, you know, having your own opinion and being really strong in your, like no one changes your mind if they don't, you know, if you don't want it changed. And you're so good at that. But I'm like, how fucking dare you? Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, starting, like, I'm just like throwing grenades. And it was, it was really obviously a massive decision was made in Ireland at the time. And yeah, and one of my friends who I, completely was like just bowled over he was like completely against it and there was this time and you just that is when you just kind of is it worth it no it's just not worth it right now in the it kind of situation too late in that because it happened like the you know the vote had gone through and everyone had, you'd already yeah. we you know our, our side had already won or whatever so it wasn't there was no point and I could not see that and I was like <laughs> and I was like it doesn't matter like we you know whatever we it's fine and I was, and, it's, and it was my birthday and I was like stop you're ruining your own birthday I was like I can't help it but I think it's good you need to have even after the decision's been made you should still have the choice to vocalize it you know get it off your yeah. chest talk about it still it's important to talk about right I think both ways like people feel I think particularly now feel more confident in sharing their opinion even if it, it goes against what others are saying and all the rest of it and and yeah others are like if someone asks my opinion i'll give it but i don't necessarily feel particularly on stuff that i don't feel well versed in or well educated on i i do refrain from probably giving my opinion just because i don't feel it's my place because i just don't have all the facts not facts i just don't have the knowledge that entitles me to an opinion that's, that's great though. I, I think more people need that. I, I need I that. that. <laughs> I know like 2% about a subject, but I've got a very strong opinion. I'm like, you, <laughs> sit down, listen to me, shut up, and you will believe what I'm saying very soon. <laughs> okay, so this is a fun question just because I know the answer from Dave. Uh, do you watch and listen to all of your partner's content? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> Uh, so no, I I I don't. Um, I am not on social media, as probably everyone does know who follows Alex. So like, I I don't really have any, I guess, daily exposure to stories and all that sort of stuff. I do obviously get sent stuff when Al throws me under the bus and all that sort of stuff from my <laughs> friends. So I do get exposure to that. But then, I I am across the content she's putting out because obviously she's asking my opinion on stuff and all the rest of it. So I am across what she's doing, but. There is, I guess, what you would call a comfortable distance away from it, or I'm a comfortable distance away from it, so I'm not in the weeds of it all the time. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of works for us. Yeah, and I actually want to ask Alex, because obviously you're on Instagram and you you obviously must see everything. Like, I wonder what that's like. Is that quite difficult? I've never really kind of thought about it from that other side. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's difficult, I guess. No. I mean, you're pretty... I mean, our lives are 
pretty exciting sometimes. I mean, also sometimes they're pretty boring and we just sit on the sofa and the content that you create is very much your your life and I'm obviously a part of that, but I've never kind of had a situation where I've been like, ooh, should she be sharing this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have, has there been? No, I don't think, but I'm, I've also got a lot better in recent years because I used to, when I was dealing with something, like I had very few boundaries and I think probably since like my coaching and therapy and whatever, like I very rarely now share something bad that's happening when it's happening because I just can't, it's too much. It's, yeah. it's just a ridiculous thing to do in my opinion. So I'll wait until I've like processed it. So like this week I've had loads of content of me like crying um, on Instagram, <laughs> love that. Um, but it's fine and it's all from like a couple of weeks ago when I was just absolutely exhausted and I've been in pain and whatever so like I it's not like anybody's sometimes like I'll get a call from one of my parents being like oh well not my mom I think she gets it but my dad will ring and he's like are you okay and I'm like oh yeah grand like that's like a week old but I wouldn't you know what I mean like it's um I think for you because you're literally sitting with me when I'm clicking post like he knows that's not my reality yeah I guess I'm always part mm. of what's happened or the shoot that's taken place or yeah. whatever you're up to or what you're talking about the only thing I do find difficult this is why I'm kind of like, well, not difficult, but like I sometimes think it's quite nice. It's like, so my best friend's just stopped using social media recently and she rang me last night and she was like, so what's up? And for the first time in like fucking five years, I could tell her and she didn't already know. And so sometimes I'm like, I would love to be able to come home and be like, oh my God, I had so much fun at Al's today because we did this, this and this. But when I come home and I say that, you're like, I know, because <laughs> you've seen <laughs> it. Right, yeah. And that happens, and it doesn't just happen with you, that happens with everybody. They're like, people yeah. don't feel the need to ask how you are because they think they've seen it all. And it's like... Mm. But also I think you are, you, you don't, you know, we've had a discussion quite a bit as well. Like you don't actually share a hundred percent of our lives. Like you, we do have some parts. Alex is awful. I, we really. <laughs> I wanted to clarify as well. Like when I said difficult before, I think I was more referring to, which is another question I think that loads of people wanted to know. Difficult that you kind of see first, well, you see like all the shit that M gets in and, you know, well, actually, you see it too, to be fair. You do see it too, um, because I show you it rather than you seeing it online. But how, how, what's that like to read that stuff this or to see a, that this stuff? This was a question that was asked a lot. A lot. Alex goes a bit fucking vigilante on them. When oh, yeah, I love it. Do you? I don't love it. Obviously, like, I hate it because it upsets M <laughs> so much. Backtrack. Yeah, backtrack. <laughs> I just think it. Um, no, obviously, it's awful because you know, it is just a horrible place to be and it's M's office is online and imagine being abused in the office the whole time, like it's just awful. But what I do enjoy is when there's a real dickhead and <laughs> I can, um, you know, use like my detective skills and, you know, go down the Facebook avenues and try to find out where did they go to school and what are their parents' names, what are their dogs' names? And I actually did this one bloke. Um, he was being a real knob though and... Um, you don't need and you don't no, no, no. He, I mean, he was just, I'll call him again, he's a knob. Um, but I found out where he was working, what his parents' names were. Um, and I then... <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> one of those things I'd watch on Netflix in about three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and I'm in jail. <laughs> and I went to court and, well, well yeah. it was kind of worth it, but no. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Anyway, so I found out all this stuff and I had just replied. You know, he was being really abused um, in the comments. And so I replied saying... Um, Tony, six foot two, <laughs> takes his kids to school on a Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, literally that. I said, I hope you're happy, whatever, flipping burgers in, you know, insert restaurant that he was working in. I hope, I'm sure, insert your mother's name, insert your father's name, won't be happy about this comment Amazing. above. 
And then there was no reply, which was funny. Yeah, I was gutted. Actually, I was blocked immediately. Uh-huh. Um, and he disappeared off the face of social media. So. Um... Oh, I also did make a fake account the other day. <gasps> Huge. We were on holiday. He just got so distracted. Can't tell them. And uh, yeah, there was this weirdo who was just obsessed with like electric guitars and rock guitars and stuff. Yeah. And he was just continually DMing um, really abusive messages and commenting like shade the whole time. So I tried to look into him and then I found out what his interests were, all the accounts that he followed. So I then created a fake profile called, was it like Rocking Hard? <laughs> Oh my God, so good. Which could be interpreted differently. Looking hard, 312499. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I then followed him. I had to do like a follow request. And then I followed all his similar accounts that when he went to look at me, he was like, ooh, I must know this person because they're friends with John, who I'm friends with on Instagram. He hasn't accepted. No, Alex did DM him and ask if he wanted to join in the pub jam sesh. Yes. On like Saturday night. Like, do, we need a drummer. Do you want to come? Oh my God, yeah. this is I so mean, good. Obviously, I wouldn't go and meet him because that would be a bit too dextery. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. entering into slightly more darker territory there. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't have exposure. So I would say I had exposure to like what I was like. She would have really tough times, particularly when your account was growing quite rapidly, like 18 months or so ago. And you were obviously struggling to deal with the volume and the amounts of comments and all the rest of it. But then I think you went through your own process where you actually learned to deal with it. I I think the difference is between perhaps the trolling that I get and the trolling that you get is I get a lot of shit from men. I don't know. I think I, I do seem to get like a lot of men come for me. And I guess the threat feels different because like I actually find women more hurtful like I find the comments probably that you get when I get those I find those more hurtful but when I get the comments from men that's when there's like I can laugh until it's scary and like sometimes it is scary when it because I've blocked like lots of words but like I still get like rape threats and death threats and like really abusive shit and that can like then the funny bit goes however wherever possible we do find the fun and I do get to be honest like no disrespect to these men but a lot of it is just like fragility and it's like they'll send you a nice message and if you don't reply they'll send you an abusive one very quickly like it's like because you've rejected them and then they take that really personally so like when was it I don't know last year when I was doing one of my marathons and this guy sent me like just a really really shit message like out of fucking nowhere being like well I hope you run shit like I hope you're really bad at it like I just really I was like this is really mean so I went on his page and then I found his just giving page um and turns out he was running the same marathon because his mum was a bit poorly so I donated 20 pounds to his just giving page and I commented (laughs) being like I hope your run's better than mine (laughs) see you there (laughs) I absolutely loved it yeah brilliant clap back thank you so much it was great and it's weird isn't it because like it's all well and good like someone like uh, commenting on your post i guess and disagreeing with your point of view right that's fine and get it do it in the right tone the right way and all the rest of it But when it comes to like aggression particularly like males to female it's just like what are you doing like i don't know like you say it comes from agility but i just don't understand why people feel compelled and they have this to put it in such a way that it's not once it's not twice it's three you know you go down the rabbit hole six seven comments and it's just like i don't understand but i can literally see the pattern like i had it with a guy called gary once and he sent me a message (laughs) but he sent me a message like honestly i feel like i could do a case study on it if i had any sort of education if i was if i had any brain cells i would do something sensible with this but like a guy sent me a message and he was like get a proper fucking job you idiot or like something like this right and i replied being like gary 
Are you <laughs> okay? Because they're never okay. That's why they're sending the messages because yeah. they're projecting. So I said, Gary, are you okay? And he replied and he said, oh, no, I'm not. Honestly, I think my cancer's come back and I'm having a horrible time. And I'm like, okay, this is why men need to talk about their mental health more because this is a ridiculous yeah. thing to do with your stress. Like, yeah. And that is genuinely, and I can, the amount of times I'll get, like I had a message from a guy the other day being like, do you want to die, you dumb bitch? And I replied being like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And he replied saying, I'm so sorry. I never thought you'd read it. <laughs> I'm like, are oh you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. No, you need a healthy outlet. And this actually can lead me on to a nice yeah. question about um, like m male mental health and stuff. Like, do you guys feel like you have nice outlets? Because I feel like Alex and I process a lot of our shit on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you I'm have very much an external processor. Dave, Dave, not so much. No, I'm definitely the, I'm the definition of an internal processor. No, but I would say that I don't uh, talk about it enough, which I probably don't uh, openly admit that. And again, I think it's, it's like the way you're growing, like family, all that sort of stuff. I think it does. And you try and be your own person, but you know certain ways and means you just i think it's so difficult to change as much as you want it to but yeah like i probably don't talk about it enough don't have the right avenues to talk to people because also i don't necessarily want to put everything on now because i don't feel it's fair so and, and but then you would say well that's ridiculous i think it's really important i think it's really nice it is. i think because this happens so much where like this is what I mean. I know I'm saying it like facetiously, like tongue in cheek about men not being able to have don't have an outlet. Yeah, yeah. Like I can it's ring true. Alex, I can ring you, girl. Like this is so confusing. I can ring girl Alex and be like, "Oh, I'm having a fucking day. Like I'm so anxious. Don't know why." But it's very different for men. They're not going to ring each other and say that. Totally. Sort of and Dave and I are so different. Like, if I feel the slightest bit of <laughs> like unease or discomfort I externalize it straight away I vocalize it straight away I like get it out and I want to talk to everyone about it I can't keep anything in and Dave is the polar opposite to the point <laughs> to sound familiar Alex <laughs> and Dave is the polar opposite to the point where he literally you know he really struggles to say things out loud but when he when it comes to my problems he's extremely emotionally intelligent but when it comes to his own sort of uh, feelings and, and emotions, I guess he finds it harder. But I, I, do, I do think that's a gendered issue, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I also, it's the way we've been brought up 100% of like men just don't, you will not talk about it. You don't show emotion. You just, yeah. you know, not even sit up a lip because I was in Dublin. It's like, it's just very much a male thing. You don't show emotion. Yeah. I, I could describe my process as this. I'll, you know, whatever situation, I'll try and sort of work through it in my own head sort of ups and downs you kind of come to a point and then i'll talk about it and this process mm. may take three four weeks i don't know and then you get frustrated because i've not talked to you about it earlier and all that sort of stuff but that's kind of the process I think that's so common but that's yeah, the, yeah. the process i've always done and to a certain extent will probably always do yeah to the annoyance of Alex. what about you um i would say i've got better i used to never talk about it at all and i would just get really frustrated with random things and then i'd be like why am i so annoyed about this weird thing i'd be like why are you so annoyed about this weird thing <laughs> and then i'd be like oh it's probably because like david said like three weeks ago i had this thing <laughs> <laughs> so yes um definitely i'm not good at it at all M, um, M's coach Jacqueline um, and M will come back from her sessions and say certain things. I'll be like, "Ooh, that's interesting. I'll try that one out." Um, and it does help, you yeah. know, certain things, not just vocalizing it, but also just taking yourself away. Or like, I love swimming, and swimming is like my outlet and exercise is such a good like mental health space to be in. Um, and so that's kind of where I 
think, do a lot of my thinking when I swim in the mornings. But also going and seeing a therapist as well. Like I had a therapist for a while. Um, and I think that is super important. It's not like a a weakness. It's like, I mean, in America, doesn't everyone have, it's like there's that joke about like, you've either got a dealer or a therapist on your speed dial, right? Probably multiple ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't know why in the UK, it's a weird phenomenon to have a a therapist um, or a life coach or whatever you want to want to call it. Mm. But it's so much nice. It's so nice now that like, I feel like we're in our, and I guess uh, probably Instagram's a massive part of that as well. But like, we would never have acknowledged when you went swimming before that it was to do with your mental health. Like it was always your physical health. And now it's like, I'm like, babe, go for a swim. (laughs) Like, and it's like, it's a really good like space for you to have. We can acknowledge that it's like a mental health space. And that's like really important, particularly with like COVID because we spend all our time together now, which is great. But it's like, you still do need your own. Yeah, you still need your own shit. Yeah. Yeah, And I think also, I think if you take away from the partner's, um, like friendship groups, like my friendship group probably would have never spoken about that, that type of thing. I don't know, probably eight, 10 years ago. But now like I know that if I wanted to speak to my mates about it, I could yeah. go and speak to them. It's more normal. Same with my it? brothers, so on and so forth. It's becoming normalized, which is a great thing. It still needs, I mean, it's still miles off where it should be, but yeah. um, I think it's men and it's probably of a certain age when you get sort of the wrong side of 20, like you start, getting into life situations and all that sort of stuff and but with that comes the ability to talk to people and i think that's a good thing Uh, this is this question is like solely an ego exercise for me and alex um but how (laughs) have your partners inspired you and what do you feel like you've achieved you both sent this in (laughs) i don't even care i'm asking it anyway uh what what how have your partners inspired you and what do you feel like you have achieved because of them think long and hard dave all right, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, you know what, the, the biggest like inspirational thing that Em's done, obviously, you know, Em launched her blog back in the day, which was called Pretty Normal Me. And it was, I remember we had this conversation, you know, Em was constantly worried about, will it do well? And what if no one reads it? And what will people think of me? And we kind of came to the conclusion, well, you know what, if some of my blog articles or just me, you know, chattering away will help at least one person or one person can say, hey, I'm not the only one. Well, then that's success. Um, and that was just the thought of M going out on a limb and really sharing a lot of her personal stories online, you know, back in day dot when it all began was incredibly inspirational. And then from there, I think the most inspirational thing that M has done is setting up the hags because it's such an emotional uh, moment when you go to a hag event and you see these women who you know, have also gone out there by themselves online and signed up for something completely unaware of who's going to be there the other side, but kind of knowing there's a community there. And M's created that. And it's just like I did um, the Three Peaks Challenge um, when M had bronchitis. And um, you know, the women that I met on, on there were just constantly overwhelmed by the kind of just in, how incredible M has been for them throughout all of their journeys, be it um mental (laughs) but honestly like you know m does and what alex does as well both of you help so many people on the internet and just because of your sharing your personal stories and it's so relatable um and so yeah for me inspirational would have been i think you know number one is probably the hags not that it's about me but i so agree with you like when i went to the the 5k which i didn't run i'm so sorry sorry 10k which that's why i didn't run it because it's 10k not 5k (laughs) (laughs) um i was so emotional i kept i kept like crying tears were coming to my eyes because it was like all these women who had previously been t- terrified to even dip their toe into 
stuff like this because they felt like it was a world that wasn't for them. And they were not just like doing it, but like embracing it and mm. being like, feeling like so happy. There was like so much joy to it. Um, so yeah. That's my favorite I, thing about this. It, genuinely, like my proudest moment of the last year was having you like, cause Alex is an Ironman, like he's, and you like, he's won triathlons before. Like he's really, really fit. So to see- Dead fit. Dead fit, he's so fit. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I guess like the, the reason that these events are so threatening to so many people and, and to men and women is because of people, in, in, in our minds, we build up people like Alex and we think that because there are so many pros there and really great people that we can't do it. So it's genuinely like my most favorite favorite and humbling thing to see him be so supportive because it's like like and Al always says it about like me or my mom or like whenever we do events with you even though you could fucking clean the floor with us you're like the first person to say like oh we're all doing the same distance like it doesn't matter how long it takes and like that's my favorite thing is like seeing you like not even not not patronizingly accept these women but like fully fucking like a genuine cheerleader genuinely get it and do it with them and like so Thanks, that's great. Dave, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> she got awkward there. Um, I think, obviously, when um, me and Al met four and a half, four and a half years ago or so, um, Al wasn't obviously sharing uh, necessary, let's call them struggles or story. And obviously, she was going through some stuff and all the rest of it. But then just watching her share that and sort of almost have her own therapy session over a number of years whereby she's shared that with the public obviously it resonates with a lot of women and a lot of uh, you know their stories and just watching how she's inspired a number of women thousands of women to be themselves accept themselves for who they are is uh, you know one of the best things I've ever sort of witnessed like I, I always say to Al if I could have that in my job um then that would be brilliant i mean i talk about sports all day so i don't really have that but just seeing that and seeing what she does for other women in giving them a a sort of an understanding that it's okay a to not be okay but then also to accept yourself for what you are is probably the most inspiring thing well that was nice thanks huh (laughs) Should we like bring us back down to earth? What's the worst thing about living with an influencer? Oh yeah, let's get on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cardboard boxes. <laughs> you benefit so much from the fucking boxes. Jesus Christ. What do you want? Bath on sex yes. toys? You've got oh, a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All the dildos. <laughs> All the dildos. <laughs> Walking to the kitchen the other day, there's about seven of them lined up on the counter. Oh, you did have an awkward encounter with oh. dildos, didn't you? I did. So Well, yes. Good have you explained? <laughs> Like, we're all ears alex <laughs> so em was doing a partnership with a sex toy brand and as they were all just sitting in the kitchen in a large cardboard box and i was upstairs <laughs> on a work call uh em was out that day and um the, our cleaner came in yeah she was just in the hallway i could hear it in the hoover and in the back of my mind i was trying to present in this call and just something twigged i was like she's in the hallway and she's making her way to the kitchen <laughs> with that Hoover. And that Hoover is going to hit that box. And I know this the flaps are open in that box. I just know. Yeah, <laughs> Did you mean to say that? They were open. What are they? The flaps. The flaps of the box. <laughs> <laughs> they were. The lid. The lid. Not the 
No, but the flaps of a cardboard box. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I know, I know what you mean. It was just yeah. unfortunate and, timing. <laughs> and I, I promptly left my call, honestly mid-sentence, presenting something. <laughs> said, I don't know, some at the door probably. Ran downstairs into the kitchen, grabbed a towel or a tea towel, pushed past the cleaner and just threw it on the box. <laughs> so much worse. Like... But what I hadn't realised is she'd already seen the box. Yeah, so. well, she'd already seen the box. The, cle- the cleaner's definitely looking in that box once she's yeah. thrown a tea towel on it. Yeah, if you yeah. had just left it, she'd have been like, fine, yeah. fine, fine. No, but they'd sent you like the like the they dirty weekend say. set. I also, <laughs> I also, I just the thought it would be bundle. like, honestly, they were. I thought it was funny, to be honest, because I got off at, like they asked. So we, when we do collabs and stuff, like we, it goes through our management. So they said, well, what do you want? And I was like, I can't put in a fucking sex toy order through like it goes through like april who i work with every day and casey will see it my manager and then it'll go to the last i can't i can't do it so i just said i was like I w- literally I'll have one of each yeah I, I literally, I was like, <laughs> that's just, what we got dave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, to avoid the awkwardness i said we'll take one of each but then i was talking to my best mate sarah and she was like just tell them that Alex has asked for. And then like the weirdest shit on the website. Um, I didn't in the end, cause I was like, that's going to reflect badly on me if I'm asking for like four and a half blow up dolls, please. Um, no, it was the beads for me. Like, honestly, who has beads? We, we sorry, have who beads has four, four and a half blow up dolls? I was going to say, sorry, we moved past that very quickly. Hang on. Four and a half. They do a, but, they, what was it? They do a half version, like upstairs or downstairs? <laughs> The really bad thing is, is that box that Alex was so nervous about being in the kitchen is now under the bed. So she's definitely seen it. Well, I put, I've actually well, got... What you should do is put put them out on the shelves like they're ornaments. Dave, you say that. That's what I've done. So uh, in the office, we, I've, I've made the same the, the, the expression, yeah, joke, the expression Dave just made is literally what I think every day when I walk into the office. <laughs> so I have put a whole load of sex toys on the sex shelf. And when my mom came round to see the house, I was like, I was like, well, I need to acknowledge it because because she hadn't seen that. You know, she hadn't seen. Sorry, is it like, labelled sexual? No, it's just fairly obvious. I will. Like, I'll get the machine out. Don't worry. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. virtually, the fact there's a whole load of dildos on it. But I had it, and I pointed to my mom. I was like, oh, that's a sex toy shelf, and she went, oh, what do you do with those? And picked up this really spiky pair of gold stilettos. I was like, they're just shoes. <laughs> size 11 (laughs) you need to ask your son-in-law best and worst thing dave please about being with an influencer Uh, the worst thing is for al is she's always on like it doesn't stop like 24 hours seven days a week it's always on uh so that has to be the worst thing because that does like it's it's difficult for al i feel sorry for her and then obviously there's not necessarily a time when we switch off per se so i think that that would be it but that's a positive because you're busy, you're doing amazing things and all the rest of it. So but one there's of a positive the, to that, but it is a negative. One of the questions was, if you could, would you hide our phones slash phone charges so that you could have the attention? Like, No. Oh, that's nice. I think you probably would. I would, yeah. <laughs> um, and the best thing is just... Uh, well, the best thing is, is given Al a career that she genuinely enjoys and genuinely will hopefully do for a long time. So, yeah, that's it. I think he meant the free stuff. <laughs> that's definitely the best thing. I don't get free stuff. Any beads? Well, how are- any beads? Any beads? 
do you want some anal beads? Because Alex has a few under the bed he could spare. So we've never had anal beads. Um, but if anyone's got any, like, foaming bath uh, bath bombs, don't mind that. Oh, you, lo- you love them. So coming back to mental health, bombs. where do I th- do my thinking? The bath. <laughs> okay, next questions. Oh, I've just got a question. Were you nervous before you asked Alex to marry you? And how did you know that she was the right one? So, no, I was not nervous. I'd obviously taken, uh, I, I, I was fairly confident uh, in terms of what I wanted to say. Um, I asked her parents when we were down in South Africa. Um, but I went for a nap and I spoke to her parents and then at dinner, just the four of us. And I was pretty half cut by the time we got around to it. So <laughs> all inhibitions are gone. So I was fine. Um, yeah. Well, did you do it all with her parents there as well? Yeah, so Al had always Aww. said she wanted her mum and dad there. So um, we were fortunate that we flew out the day before uh, her sisters came out. So we were there with the parent, just the parents and us. And Al went for a nap because obviously jet lag. And then I asked the parents. South Africa has a one hour time difference. I just want to stress that to the group. As <laughs> 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 I really said that, I was like, Dave, no. <laughs> he made me go for a nap. He was like, go for a nap now. I was like, oh, what? yeah, I push you up the stairs. <laughs> You literally did. I was like, Valium. I don't want to go for a nap. You're like, just go for a nap, Al. Well, that's anyway, nice. So, yeah. How did you know that she was one you wanted oh, to Oh, yeah, marry? sorry. I forgot that was the second part of the question. I always jokingly said, or I jokingly said one time, it was when I knew all the other options had run out. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed it as much as Em just enjoyed that. But I appreciate that can sound rather cocky and all this. That stuff. went down a storm on Instagram. Did it? Really uh, badly, yeah. I had lo- messages being like, "This is the, f- I can tell this is like the first signs of." Hell, you did, yeah. People yeah. were there saying this was yeah. a red flag. So, someone messaged wrong. me saying, "Objectively, Dave is a twat." <laughs> oh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong. But... That's actually that's a, that that is that is a lot. Not you, Dave, because that's the annoying thing about it. That's one of the annoying things about Instagram. That's a, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a I don't want to like blow smoke up Dave's off, but that's a funny joke. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's how we work. Like we yeah. both take the piss out of each other and we both like it. And I think that can be jarring too. Like, I feel like British people get it more. Like we take the piss out of each other quite a lot, but like in America, so I think it's like less done. Is that right? Do you think it's think a, it's... do you think we take the piss out of each other more than the Irish? No, you guys rip the shit out of each other. No, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, It's yeah. just you that doesn't rip the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you rip the shit out of me, but you're not as good at taking as no. what you give. No. But um, all, yeah. Good serve, but not a great return. Yeah. <laughs> no, but genuine answer to the question uh, was, or is, uh, I, in Al, I found everything that I wanted and made me happy. Oh, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Oh, God. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up there. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Okay. All the other options were gone. <laughs> well, I knew was actually because we love to dance so much when we get shit faced on a dance floor. Yeah. And it's the one thing. Um, and when we started going out, we were clubbing a fair bit in Dublin. Um, I would just look at Ellen and just think this is absolutely hilarious because I don't know. I just dancing for me is one of the biggest kind of joy expression. Great eight jazz dancer. All right, all right. Let's move oh, past yeah. that. But I just it's one of the best expressions of happiness, I think, is dancing. Um and when you can do it together and you're just super happy, that for me was like awesome. Um, oh, we've God. never been dancing together, have we are <laughs> partly because I think we're not grade eight jazz dancers. <laughs> Although with your drum kits you could practice. Yeah. You get some tap shoes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm keen. You keen? Um, can okay. You just tell sorry, everyone when you knew you. you were going to propose to me, please. 
when I knew I was going to post you. You know what? It had been coming for a while. In my head, I've been wanting to do it for ages and ages and ages. Um, I had this plan and I was going to take M back to um, my hometown in Dublin um, and do it um, at a place that we always used to kind of walk around and in St. Stephen's Green, if anyone knows St. Stephen's Green. And yeah, had a lovely hotel box and everything and flights all done and then COVID struck and I was adamant up until like the day before. Everyone was being so fucking weird. I tell you, like the world was shutting down. Ireland had closed down the week before England and oh. like we were going to go and stay with our friends and one of them is a nurse and, oh. and Alex was like, no, we're going to go and I was like, no, we're not going to go. She's a nurse. There's a pandemic. I feel like it's a terrible idea. My mum was like, no, you have to go. I was like, what is wrong with all of you? This is like a terrible thing. The hotel closed, all the restaurants closed. And Alex was like, it's fine, we'll stay in the room. I was yeah. like, It'll what be fun. The fuck? What's wrong with all of you? Um, yeah. Um, and then the day came, um, and then all the planes were grounded. Uh, <laughs> so that was a bit of a letdown. I had no idea Alex was going to propose to me, and I don't know why. I guess, I don't know. I just, I had no, I'm just an idiot. I, honestly, when I tell you I'm an idiot, even when COVID was happening and we were at my mum's house, and Alex was like, I have to go back to work to go get a hard drive. And me in the year 2020, I was like, a hard drive, that seems reasonable, let's go. Turns out he actually needed the engagement ring. Oh. But I, I, and then we're driving back to London to go and get the hard drive and we get a flat tire. And I'm like, fuck the hard drive, babe, they can email you. And he's like, no, nah, I need the hard drive. Nah. Oh. So I became a member of the AA. I paid, <laughs> yeah, I paid 80 pounds to become an AA member so I could fix my flat tire. And then we could keep going. So we could go and get the hard drive, which is it transpired, oh. it wasn't a hard drive, it was an engagement ring. Um, yes, yeah, so that was quite funny. Anyway, yeah, so then I. I ended up proposing in a field, which is a lovely field, and forevermore Aww. it is our our lovely field. Uh, it's a nice, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it was that a, is nice a nice boulder. As well. <laughs> yeah, I actually think um, that's. I think we met once previously, but that's when I think I first messaged you because we had like almost the same ring. Yeah, it's a three three stone. Yeah, thing. a trinity, yeah. not trinity. Trilogy? trilogy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, met, we Alex and I, this Alex and I, someone said, uh, someone asked how we met and I'm just going to pretend it was for me and you because me and you met at a Tesco's event, an FNF event. We, we, we met. Not in a Tesco's. No, <laughs> there was some, some confusion when I explained that to my friend Ellie. <laughs> um, we met in a, a dancing class in our swimwear. Hey, she does dance. I do dance. You never saw the footage of that and there's a reason. Okay, first, this one really made me laugh. Are you both very mellow and go with the flow to balance out the excitement and energy of your girls? <laughs> I'd say I, I'm probably quite a calm person compared to Em. Like, in a crisis, I'm very like... Are you joking? You're the biggest <laughs> fucking flapper I've ever... You, if you ever want to see, like, a fucking fish... The flaps like, again. Dying. Yeah. Flaps. We're flap obsessed. Like, honestly, Alex, flap... <laughs> If, if you go to an airport with you and the flight, we're like even five minutes late, you are chaos. Can I just give some context though? Because mm -hmm. M is always late. As in like, not just to friends' houses or dinners, but I literally- one flight. I just want to stress that in like, 27 years. But how many flights have we had to run to? Haven't missed them though, have we? <laughs> <laughs> we love a run. We're an active couple, it's fine. Good um, for us, good for the adrenaline. You're, you're, oh, go with the flow. Balance oh, me out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. are storming yeah. a teacup, like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but you are. Come on. You like pinball machine, I always say. Like, you're bouncing off all sorts of walls in a crisis, particularly. Let's talk about crisis. Whereas I'm just like, you know. 
completely the I don't opposite. I if I told you the other day we sat on the couch and I don't know what I was going on. I don't know what I was saying. I can't remember what I was going on about. And he just looked at me and he went, do you ever just think to yourself, God, I'm hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Um, are there any quirks about either of us that the internet doesn't know? Oh yeah, Em has this new new hobby. She leaves doors and windows open. Um, oh, yeah. So... Oh. Not just once or twice or three times. She's left our car windows open multiple, five times um, overnight. Not even just parked outside, just wherever we go. She just loves it. I forgot the car this morning. I went, I came home from the gym. I forgot the car. So. <laughs> it's, 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 Sorry, I, what? I forgot the car. I, I walked home from the gym and I was like, oh, like God, you go, I drove there. Keys, wallet, phone. No, no, no. Car. car. No, I drove to the gym. Then I left the gym. I made a new friend. So I was chatting to my new friend. I walked home and then I got halfway back. I was like, oh. That was your first mistake. I drove there, walking back. Making new friends. I know. <laughs> I've always said, you don't need any more than six good friends. Fortunately, I have 10, but that's about it. Oh, show off. Bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I need have more 10 than friends. Six, but I have 10. <laughs> um, what does the internet not know about Al? She can belch for England. Oh, fuck. She, I can attest to that. Em, you, you, you heard nothing. It's like, how do you... Are you okay? Well, she heard like 20%, like 10% of what I can do. Yeah, she never fully reveals the full power. It's like a bit like a, a Marvel movie. Like her superpower is belching. Oh, it really is. Yeah. Anyway. Has there ever been any content that you wish I hadn't shared? Apart from the few times, the, about once a week occurrences where I upload a photo of Burr with our mobile numbers <laughs> available <laughs> on the tag, which I do very regularly. Um, no, there's never been a piece of content that you've uploaded that I thought, oh God. It's usually, it's really like empowering. Like, you know, even ones, there was that side boob one, which Instagram didn't like the other day. Um, but the ones that I just, don't like it's not it's not the picture it's just the response that people give to you sometimes like it's some you know sometimes it's not controversial but some of the people that reply to you i just think oh, sometimes like was it worth it posting that picture to be abused <laughs> you know <laughs> it probably wasn't but also i would say that particularly in the areas of content that you both work in like you've got to it's not necessarily you've got to continuously push it forward, but like you've got to continually challenge people's perceptions, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes you're going to, with that, bring abuse, but you've got to move the conversation forward. Like you can't, it can't stand still. Yeah. Uh, particularly in your, you know, the, the areas you both work in. That's, and actually it's a really good, like, because sometimes when, like, when you're saying like, was it worth it? Like I sometimes think that, like particularly when I talk about like male violence or like women's safety or whatever, I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Like genuinely. And and you will ask that sometimes. And I can understand from Alex's perspective when he's just watching me struggle. And then if I try and explain it away, I'm like, fuck, probably not. Like this is, ex this is exhausting. But then at some point I have to trust my gut that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah the answer is always, always yes, it is worth it because the topics you talk about are... They need to be talked about. Otherwise, they become silenced again because they've been silenced for so many years. Yeah, it doesn't matter about the likes and all that sort of the views and all the rest of it. If it helps one person or it helps two people, it, it, it's done exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And, and that's the barometer of, you know, content for me. Like, yeah, the abuse, I mean, like, no one should have to deal with that. But ultimately, like, you have to kind of move past that and go, well, yeah, but if it's helped 
ex-person in Newcastle who's having a really tough time and, and actually has now found the courage to talk to someone about it, whatever the situation is, then perfect. It's such a such a like lovely simplistic way of looking at it. Cause and I, I, we, that probably that no, comes from the fact that I'm no, not it's good. To it. yeah. That's the good thing. It's like, and I actually think sometimes because I get a bit like, we, like I'll get frustrated if you're not like right there with me when I'm going through something online. And I'm actually like, it's really fucking important sometimes to just remember, like Dave said earlier, like storming a teacup. It's like that's very often what it is because something will really kick off. And, it's, and I said this to you in a WhatsApp group yesterday when like something went wrong, like on one of our Instagrams or something, and it was all like, ah! and then you look up and it's like, you're still in your kitchen. It's still silent. Nothing in the world has actually changed. Yeah. But in our heads, it's this huge, massive thing. Mm. And I think that's quite important to remember sometimes. And that's where I guess Dave and like you and Alex are, are really like important to remember that it's like, that's not, it's not always real. Mm. Yeah, they bring in perspective. Totally, totally. And I think that's one of the biggest things, like learning that people are so consumed with themselves that they actually don't really give that much of a damn about you. I think it's like so important because me and you both so like preoccupied with, you know, we want people to like us and we don't like, you know, facing kind of rejection or, or um, negativity or, or criticism. You know, you say that, but I think we must be fine. Like, we do this for a job. We wouldn't still be yeah, here yeah. if we couldn't hack it. Yeah. I think we just thrive on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you, when you were saying, like, we're, like, 18 months ago, when it, it was, like, stuff was going viral and I was just getting loads of stuff, like, things like that just go over my head now. Yeah. People saying, like... Oh, Is it something that both of you say to yourself or think about? Like, what's your first thought when hate comes in or when abuse comes in? Is it something that you've... You go to somewhere in your head and think, hang on, one sec, or... Would I ask this person for advice? No. So therefore I'm not taking their criticism when it's like some fucking loser. Do you know, good point. But I feel like I've moved away from like, I don't care about if someone messages me something like you're this, you're that. Like, I, I don't like that genuinely doesn't bother me anymore. I never bring it up anymore. Do I? I just don't care. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I might like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I don't think I care. Take it to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think what gets me now is people like saying that I've done something wrong or like criticism or like, I didn't agree with this. Like what you said, like that thing kind of really, I think I have more of a hard time, don't I? I, str I, I struggle with that more. Yeah. Of do, being like I mean, second guessing myself. But my simple answer to that is everyone, not everyone's going to ever agree with everything you ever say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it comes back to the point of, but you're just trying to not push the boundaries, but just move the conversation on. Like, keep reminding people that we've got to talk about this. And again, people will chime in and they'll say, oh, I don't agree with that and this, that and the other, and it's fine. Yeah. Like, debate should move the world forward, not hold it back. Do you want balance? Like, just think it's worth it, both of you. Like, what we do. Like, the all of it like all the times like it's just stupid and crying and stressed and always on our phone and working through your mini moon and like all that shit mm. like is it worth it in the long run would you rather we did something else no really because i i don't necessarily it's strange because i don't necessarily think about you <laughs> <laughs> i think about the thing people you're helping so if you imagine like you know weight watchers or uh, they profess to help people do they really not really but what you actually does does genuinely help people like and all the messages i've seen and so on and so forth and that is why you shouldn't stop weight watchers aren't going to stop even if they don't help people you know in the long run but you do genuinely help it and so does them so that that's my theory like i don't necessarily think about you guys but i think the benefit you're bringing to others
So what about me though? <laughs> <laughs> Think about your wife, Dave. <laughs> it's all about me, don't you know that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, yes, I, totally I do. Agree with Dave, I think as you know, going back to the inspiration question, like <laughs> M's blog for me back in the day, and we said like if it helps one person, and right now, you know, M's helping thousands of people and i'm not just saying that we see it people reply to m and m shares a message with me will be lying in bed and alex as well like not lying in bed with alex because that's <laughs> <laughs> so, quite nice oh, wow. because if i were you honestly i think i'd be like nah quit do like a nine to five where you can more so leave your job at the door I think within a relationship, it's really easy to focus on the negatives. And like, like I don't mind admitting, like Alex and I will like disagree or like fall out sometimes or like struggle with mm. the amount I work. And like, it's not even yeah. like the work I do. It's just, it's not even the amount I work. It's when I'm on my phone, I'm like fully immersed. And when I'm being trolled or getting a backlash or whatever, like I'm fully in it. Yeah. So we'll be on a walk and I'm like not on the walk. Like I'm in my phone and sometimes like and I'm aware of that like just being so much for you and I don't I we still haven't worked that out like how do you like make make the balance right because you, you you do have to give way more than like normal right like you you have to throw yourself like fucking face first into this stuff all the time and that's quite difficult I guess but then I I, I don't think we stop as a T- couple because obviously the work comes up when if you argue about it we wouldn't sit and be like well this is great and this is great and all those anal beats are amazing I definitely think we should surmise the podcast in a few sort of bullet points <laughs> as and when we come to the end and the first bullet point will be anal, anal beats, beats. <laughs> no but also like Alex has been very fortunate that she's been afforded an opportunity to kind of create her own business and and obviously helping people's great but like that opportunity doesn't come along that often right probably for a lot of people it doesn't you work a nine-to-five and, and 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 the opportunity that provides you to learn about yourself and and how you operate and all the rest of it is so amazing like with like london and all the rest of it you know and all the things that work that don't work and 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 you just learn so much about yourself and as a person you develop so much more so how could i ever say i'll oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. crack on. Yeah. Also, you'd both be massive dicks if you were like, don't do your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Women shouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> One that made me laugh. <laughs> One question that made me laugh was, so it was very simple, very concise. Um, I think it kind of sums everything up really is, uh, you okay, Huns? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. My hairline's not, but I'm fine. <laughs> and I think that's a good summary. Can I ask you guys some questions? Yeah. Just simple question. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Alex, I feel like this might be a trap. <laughs> I know. I, if if I could change one thing about myself, I I wish I had a better system for my life. Um, I'm. It's not that I'm. A, I'm not that unorganized because everything gets done. Sorry. Okay, fine. You always say I'm all right. Alex disagrees. No, I, I like I, you always say because I always say I'm unorganised, and you're like, no, no, you do get everything done. You just get it done in your own way. She's looking for justification, everybody. Right. She's okay. looking for I'm justification. Gonna, I'll say what I, was say. <laughs> I don't think I'm very organised. I'm not very like I, I'm really not very good at getting everything like 
just I don't know I'm not very calm yeah organized I'm not very calm at these things like I'm not very good at them like uh, even working with Alex like girl Alex doing the podcast and stuff you make so many lists and I'm like I should make lists and then I write my list and then I just don't do anything on the fucking list and I'm like this is a nightmare and I just feel like I'm the most stressful person I know and that's a lot like and I don't like that but like my friends like I just I never feel like I can sit down and just relax because I sit down and I just have like overwhelming guilt about all the shit on the fucking list that I've not finished writing that I've definitely not finished doing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. your Alex is, my Alex is very, boy Alex is very useful for that for me because it's genuinely yeah. a matter of admin you're, at this point. You're yeah. super organized. He's my PA. But you're super I, organized. Yeah. And it's yeah. A, like, I, that's something I, like, I'm kind of joking, but I really find difficult about myself. I really struggle to just process life. How do you manage it? I don't. I don't. I, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I'm just so like, uh, like a lot. But it's just, I don't know. Is there a lot? Or am there I just really bad at dealing so with much, a lot? You've got so much to do. You've got, you know, you know, campaigns coming in left, right and center. You've got podcasts with Alex. Yeah. There's so many things. Emails the whole time. Also, M has an Apple Watch. And this is probably, I, I got it for her grandly for her birthday. And it's probably the biggest mistake that we've ever made because... Not only does her phone bleep all the time, then her wrist vibrates at every single bleep. And oh. she's literally like a walking. Like, <laughs> constantly jerking. I'm like, I'm like a dog that's gone beyond the electric fence perimeter. Like, I just feel like I'm like constantly being electrocuted with like things I've not done. And it's always people yeah. chasing me. And if it isn't work, it's my mm. friends because I'm just shit. And it's not what I don't mean to because I love everybody in my life. I love my work. I love my job. I love everything. But I just I physically can't do everything and that's yeah. I hate that about myself that I just can't hold on to everything I just drop shit but Alex has a point as well it's not it's not just like it's not that you only have like a few things to manage and you should be able to manage it like that's a hell of a lot to you know yeah, and but also I also just think like there are presidents in the world and they're fucking fine you know what I mean? yeah but they have, they have teams Obama around they have huge teams lot. around them yeah I think I might take up smoking I'm just gonna also I said to him before she's got too many friends far too many friends take a leaf be out more of, like Dave be more like Dave yeah max six yeah I've got so many friends <laughs> flash down yeah yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> Be more, more like Dave. Dave. More like Dave. Um, Al, if there was one thing you could change about yourself, what would oh you shit, I don't know. You really put them on the spot there. Um... I've got about five things. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh my god, I can't think of one thing. That's the thing. I can't put it down to one thing. You can't do that. I just can't, okay. Give I can't us three things. Okay, fine. Whatever it is. Okay, I don't like that. I am like uh, defensive. Like that annoys me. That I'm defensive, and that's something that I like to work on. <laughs> um, I'm very. Um, very emotional right um to like i i do wish like i could dull the emotions a bit like if i could i would because it's too it's too much isn't it <laughs> it is too much it, it is, is too much um i wish i didn't make i, I wish i wasn't so impulsive actually. i'm looking at the drums right now yeah no i know perfect example <laughs> foldable though <laughs> it's been my re the redeeming feature of the drums how are you <laughs> so the drums came in Dave built them and then Alex went how do I play them and I went did you not think of this when you bought them and the answer was no yeah yeah I hate that like, I feel like Dave is so like careful and considered and everything kind of goes through a process in his brain and I go from naught to 100 and then I, I, I inevitably end up regretting it so I wish I wasn't so impulsive I wish I was more careful and considered and I had a more of a thought process before I acted on stuff
Well, that's nice. A depressing way to end it. <laughs> what a depressing, well, depressing way to end <laughs> Oh, I know. Fine. Okay. Uh, reverse Uno. What would you change about yourself if you could? I, I, I would always, and I've always wanted to, and the only way I can do it is by getting drunk, but I would always like to uh, loosen the... Um, oh, God. Loosen, loosen the strings a bit. The anal I, strings. The anal strings. <laughs> do we have anal strings now? Uh, but I, I am fairly, let's say, conservative, tightly wound, all that sort of stuff. Just loosen that slightly. I think that would be Aww. the one thing I'd change. And, uh, but if I get 10 pints deep, then... then ten. It, ten. It's a lot. That's a lot. Well, okay, three. <laughs> it all comes out. <laughs> I'd probably be less like obsessed with being constantly tidy with everything. Um, I have a label machine, <laughs> which M loves. But it's more than How just do like... you label M? Yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed to label M in the house. <laughs> the label machine has not got enough ink or paper. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, probably be more, be more chill. Yeah, I think, yeah, that would be nice for you. But genuinely, I do think that sometimes just for you as a person, you're very highly strong. It would be nice. It, to be honest, I even notice it with Alex's accent. When he's drunk and hungover, that's when it's its strongest. And I genuinely think that's because you're relaxed. Mm. And that's nice for you. But I do think it's a great lifestyle just to recommend. Just circling around alcohol. When you're drunk or hungover. You're truly yourself and when you're drinking. exactly the same thing. Literally. <laughs> So basically both of them. Men's mental health is going really well. <laughs> so to end the podcast, um, have a drink. Um, me and Alex may start a podcast. Oh my God. Yeah, watch out. What chance you in hell. That. <laughs> I would. I should. We, we deleted them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's the episode. If you, if you did take part in in the in the hidden drinking game, then I hope you've got a lot of white bread nearby. Uh, and I'm and I apologise to everybody that you have to speak to tomorrow. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.